One of the most important prophecies in Scripture about when the Son of Man comes actually came from Jesus himself. You see, not only is Jesus God's Son, not only is he our Savior and King, but Jesus also is an incredibly powerful prophet and an incredibly effective teacher. And so it is in the days leading up to his crucifixion, three of the four gospel accounts in Matthew chapters 23 through 25 and Mark chapter 13 and in Luke chapter 21, we have recorded for us some powerful and pivotal prophesying and teaching that Jesus gave to his disciples prior to his death, burial, and resurrection, describing things that would happen, describing the judgment that God was passing on his people because of their rejection of him in that present day, describing things that would happen in the coming years and decades, and things that would come in the distant future when the Son of Man comes again. Let's take a look at the beginning, the context for this prophecy and teaching Jesus gave, specifically from the Gospel according to Matthew, where we'll take a look at chapter 23, beginning with verse 37 and reading into the beginning of chapter 24. Here, Jesus is in the city of Jerusalem, knowing that the cross awaits him at the end of that week. And he says, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who were sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus left the temple and was going away. When his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple, but he answered them, You see all these, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? To understand the prophecy that Jesus gives in the verses that follow in Matthew chapter 24 or the companion passages that run parallel to this in Mark 13 or Luke 21, that context is crucial. Because oftentimes, what we'll do is drop into the prophecy itself and assume that everything Jesus is describing has to do with the future. Because Jesus hasn't had that second coming yet, that everything there is describing the events around that second coming. So we'll be looking for signs that these things might be starting to take place, to let us know that the coming of Jesus is near, yet we miss some crucial points that Jesus himself wanted to teach us by those prophecies that he gave. But when we instead place it within the proper context, when we recognize where was Jesus when he gave this prophecy, he was in the city of Jerusalem. 
Specifically, he was leaving the temple. And as his disciples were amazed to be in this magnificent structure, the temple truly reaching a height of majesty that it had never seen in its existence under extensive renovations that had been spearheaded by King Herod. Jesus tells them that before long at all, there won't be one stone standing on another. Once they leave the temple, some of Jesus' disciples, Mark 13 tells us that it's Peter and his brother Andrew and James and his brother John, they come up to Jesus on a place called the Mount of Olives and perhaps even within sight of the temple ask Jesus, what did he mean? Specifically, notice that Matthew was inspired to capture the question that they privately asked is for him to tell them, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Appreciate here that as Jesus starts to give this prophecy, there are actually three different questions that they were asking. The first of which, when will the temple be overthrown? As Jesus prophesied that Israel's persistent rejection of God, of the prophets that he sent to try to help them turn their way, and the present rejection that Jesus himself was experiencing from their political and religious authorities, a rejection that was going to culminate that week in his death on the cross. Jesus was applying then what God had been saying all the way back to Deuteronomy, when he had predicted that God's people wouldn't keep the rules that he gave through Moses, who not only gave and taught the law, but was also a prophet. That one day there would be great punishment that would come and devastate the city of Jerusalem, which we know from history was exactly what happened. If you were to pick up a copy of the Jewish historian Josephus, who was alive during the period of the destruction of Jerusalem in the 80s, 60s, and 70s, was actually present for many of the battles that were fought, you see how so much of what Moses had predicted at the end of Deuteronomy was exactly what happened when Rome overthrew Jerusalem. But not just Moses, so much of what Jesus predicted. And that's important for us to recognize here. Because if we just jump into some of the things that Jesus describes here and makes it about the future, make it about when Jesus comes again, we might be reaching the wrong conclusion. Because the first question that Jesus' disciples asked were, when will these things, this leveling of the temple so that one stone won't be on another, this lament for Jerusalem for its rejection of God's messengers, when will these things be? Now, closely related to that, are signs, are the coming of the Son of Man. But keeping that full picture is critical for us to reach the right conclusions about this prophecy. Because as we've discussed before, biblical prophecy is often like mountains viewed from a distance. From a distance, they might look like they're right there on top of each other. But as we get nearer, we recognize there might actually be quite a bit of time separating them. And some of what we sometimes associate with the end times actually don't have much to do with the end times at all. They're much more about that destruction of Jerusalem, with the things about the coming of the Son of Man being something that follows in a way that is still in our future. So let's make sure we are oriented to the right thing as we let Jesus begin with these prophecies, and let's see how it doesn't begin to shift our understanding of what's involved with the Son of Man coming, and specifically, how we, as followers of Jesus, are meant to respond to it.